Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Man would, as it were, launch a case against God and divorce himself from God, that God will no longer be in our thinking. God will no longer be in our world. He will no longer be in our classrooms. He will no longer be in our courts. He will no longer be in our marriages. God will no longer be something to deal with and to factor with. We will become gods. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Jesus said that there had come a time of escalation of deception against truth. In Matthew 24, verse 35, and I'm going to read you this, but you ask yourself if it's true. Now as he sat, that's Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age or the end of the world? A three-part question there. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. An escalation of deception against the truth. Jesus said that was going to come. He said that 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said there would come an escalation of the deconstruction of society. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible says, So God created man in his own image. Mark that, church. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Jesus said there's going to come a time as we get near the end of an escalation of deconstruction regarding society. God's pattern was, I have made human beings in my image, male and female, I've created them. Jesus said there would come an escalation of calamities on earth. They would increase. Matthew 24, verse 7. And there will be famines, pestilence, and an 8.2 magnitude earthquake in Alaska a few days ago. Earthquakes in various places and all these things, Jesus said, are the beginning of sorrows. Escalation of calamities. Jesus said there would come an escalation of the death of brotherly love. Man's common general love for one another. Matthew 24, verse 10 and 12, and then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Verse 12 says, and because of lawlessness abounding, the love of many will grow cold. You got to stop and ask yourself if that's happening. Jesus said there'd come a time of escalation regarding the devaluing of human life. In Luke chapter 17, verse 26, Jesus said, the Bible says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so will it also 
be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, that word means in verse 30, just like that, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. These are the words of Jesus. Not my words. You have a fault with these, you have a fault with God. Jesus said there would come an escalation of disregard for law. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, as it was in the days of Noah, remember that, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Sound familiar? Jesus said there would come an escalation of war and the threat of wars. Matthew 24, verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Saber rattling all around the world, globally. Jesus said there'd come an escalation of racism upon the earth. Matthew 24, verse 7. For nation will rise against nation. The word is ethnos. Don't think governments. Ethnos will rise up against ethnos. There'll be race wars in the earth. We're seeing that right now today. Right now today. For the first time on a global scale in all of human history at the same time. How do you explain that? Jesus said there had come an escalation of geopolitical tension. Matthew 24, verse 7. Jesus says kingdom will rise up against kingdom. That's political powers will attack political powers. And we see that on a global scale. And in fact... Uh, in the last, uh, is it safe to say 100 years? That's about right. Yeah, 100 years. In the last 100 years, the world, for the first time in global history, has hosted at least two world wars. I say at least two world wars because ever since the war on terrorism, many uh, students of war believe that the war on terrorism is a third world war. It may very well be true. Jesus said there had come an escalation of fear and the supernatural. Luke 21, 11, And there will be fearful sights and great signs in the heavens. The observable sky. That's the word heavens. Not heaven where God is. In the heavens. I, I told you guys before. Some of you laugh. I, I, it's okay. Go ahead and laugh. I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in little green men flying around. I don't believe in spaceships. Uh, I believe, listen, I believe in all of the stuff that's gone on regarding aliens. But don't you believe that something crashed in, in Roswell? I've never seen it, but let's say it did. If something crashed in Roswell, it's of demonic origin. Uh, but, but we saw this thing in the sky. Or I had this, this thing appeared and it looked just like the thing on the X-Files show with the weird eyeballs and demonic. I don't believe in visitors from other planets. I believe in visitors from hell. They're called demons. Jesus spoke about them. And they're fallen angels. Jesus spoke about them. If it takes you away from Jesus and from the 
security of the word of God, then it's demonic. And the Bible anticipated that. And then finally, I can say this, that the Bible says there would come a great escalation of the divorce of man from God. Man would, as it were, launch a case against God and divorce himself from God, that God will no longer be in our thinking. God will no longer be in our world. He will no longer be in our classrooms. He will no longer be in our courts. He will no longer be in our marriages. God will no longer be something to deal with and to factor with. We will become gods. We will call the shots. We will run the show. What happens to a culture when that takes place? I will be appealing to your reason, thinking, and your logic to understand that whenever man is in control, by design, fallen design that is, not God's failure to do it right, it's our failure. That whenever we have the opportunity to be, as it were, God with power, God with law, God with influence, we may start out or we may even campaign with a good word, but dear friends, Remember the old saying, power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. We can't handle it. I spoke to some young pastors recently, and I made mention uh, to them, you need to be careful. Because listen, in your lives, God wants to use you. And your greatest danger is not defeat. Your greatest danger is not setbacks and trials. Your greatest setback is success. You want to destroy somebody? Elevate them too quickly. We can't handle it. There is a deconstruction that, according to the Bible, is underway. And that deconstruction is of morality. Morality. People don't like to hear that word, morality. People often say, you cannot legislate morality. Have you ever heard that? You need to mind your own business. You can, be a, you can be a Christian, but you stay in church. But when you come out of the church, you better not vote, and you better not go to the public square, and you better not go to the school board meeting, because you can't legislate morality. You've all heard that, but that is honestly one of the most disingenuous and false statements that someone could ever hear. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. If I... If I take a car and I go 100 miles an hour in a school zone, is that immoral? Yeah. It's absolutely immoral. So how do you know? Because the speed limit's posted in a school zone. Morality. According to God's word, there's going to be a deconstruction of morality. Look at verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. That there's a people group and there's conduct and there's actions that eventually God says he gives them up. And the Bible here says for, for this reason. The word reason means, it means as a statement of fact. It's beautiful, it's sad, it's terrifying, but it's beautiful. It's pure, but it's terrifying. God says, listen, God says, here's the reason why. I have to give them up. Translation, Jack, they gave me every bit of argument to give them up. God is saying, I didn't want to give them up. They made me give them up. 
You need to remember that. God is not willing that anyone perish. And God is reaching out and God is calling and God is crying out. And he extends salvation and hope. But for this reason. The statement of fact. These things being true. The word means preconditions. It means that what has happened and what is about to happen. It's based on an action, but it's not God's action. He's responding for this reason. And God brings his judgment. And he says he gives them up. The word up means he hands them over. Oh my goodness, church, this is terrifying. The word means that he gives them up to what they ultimately want. You know how your kids, you know this. We've all done it. Some of us still do it. Our kids do it all the time. Can I have, mommy, can I have a cookie? I want just one more cookie, mommy, please. I want a cookie, I want a cookie. And you know the kids, cookie, 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 cookie. And then the mom is, she's busy. She's got the phone. She's baking the cake and sealing the deal. She's selling things on Etsy. And she's uh, <laughs> mowing the lawn and vacuuming and got the baby on the back. And the other one's pulling, cookie, cookie! And you know what? In a moment of desperation, she just grabs the whole cookie dough thing and just gives, here, you want a cookie? Here's a cookie! And gives the kid the cookie to shut the kid up. Mom, for that reason, gave him up! (laughs) Eat the cookie! And I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And God says, it's not good for you, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. I want it, I want it, I want it. And and then it comes a point when God says, you're never going to get off of this desire of yours and this decision of yours and this passion of yours. Here it is. And it implies that he gives it, gives it. You want it, you can have it. Do you remember the children of Israel? They were going around the wilderness complaining, manna, we're sick of it. Every day they'd wake up. They they never had to cook. They never had to do anything. They'd wake up in the morning, and the Bible says God would send manna. It would appear as a divine act of God that food would appear on the ground in front of, hello, listen, this would be great because it just put Amazon right out of business. (laughs) The Bible says says they woke up. It is right outside their tent door. That's that's good. Oh, honey. Uh, hang on, you guys hungry? Open up the tent door, bring it in. Manna right there. And they said, you know what? We're sick of this stuff. We want something else. Oh, I wish we were back in Egypt where they had onions. That's what they said. Remember that? We, had, we love those leeks. Mm. So they start thinking. And they whined so long, God told Moses, hey, you know what? About this time tomorrow... I'm going to cause a wind to blow and quail are going to come flying by in the wind. And read it. It's, I'm not kidding. Read it just right. God says, I'm going to send quail and they're going to be in a zone where everybody can get one. Right? And so the wind blows and all these quail come flying through and everybody's just grabbing quail by the neck and feet and boom. And, they're, and the Bible says they're eating quail. Oh, and the scripture says that they ate so much quail it began to come out of them but it says but God sent leanness into their souls 
they became carnal. What is, what's the moral of the teaching? What you want, if it's against what God wants, if you keep harping on it, you'll eventually get it. And when you get it, it will be your demise. And you have no one to blame but you. Morality. That's the essence of it. And then vile. Look at the word vile. It means uncommon use. It means wrong way. The word vile means wrong way. Shameful. Repulsive. I want to show you something uh, on the screens. This is coming to public school children everywhere. This is Los Angeles County School District. Teen pregnancy prevention. What does that mean? Birth control. What does that mean? Just listen. Condoms. Emergency contraception. What does that mean? STI and HIV testing. What does that mean? Pregnancy testing. What does that mean? Sexual health education. What does that mean? This is real. This is what's coming. We've got to do something about this. We can either do nothing, which is how we got here in the first place, or we can start caring about things. Is the Bible true? Are these things not popular? Of course they're not top popular. I know exactly what I'm doing. It's for you to be ready. It's for you to understand that God's word answers everything for us. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Free.